on last week's Irrevelations. You don't hear a lot about what the people are doing. It doesn't really zoom in on the little man. Now what we're learning, at least according to Isaiah, is that they suck too. If it hadn't been for God, we'd be even worse. And our women are just barely holding on. And even now, you guys still kind of suck. I don't care how good you go down on me if you're not going to do the dishes. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation. Neither shall they learn war anymore. He says, all right, so God, you've abandoned your people, but with good cause, of course. You know, God's going to come. He's going to kick the shit out of your idols. I'm like, I do think we do have a bunch of Assyrians killing people. But yeah, you're right. It's probably those trees, those terabinth trees that are f***ing shit for everybody. Before we turn to the word, I would like to say that I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. And pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. It's your motherfucking Bible, Bible boys, Bible boys. I like the echo you added. Yeah, that's a professional. That's like yeah. something a 12-year-old would do. It's called so. audio engineering. <laughs> it's called next level. Um, yeah. Oh, God, did you? Uh, I don't want to talk about the Rittenhouse trial. No, it's, too old now. It's too long. Jesse, I oh, huh? Well, we got Jesse Smollett. Jesse Smollett is kind of boring. Let's get to that. But first, I want to get to the Ahmed Arbery trial just yes. a little bit because I, I think the most f- interesting stuff about the trial is not even that well known because you had to actually watch it. Like with the Rittenhouse trial, the facts of it, like what actually happened are interesting enough and there's a lot of debate on that but the facts of the arbery trial are almost indisputable and it's very very clear what happened and no one's even really arguing it yeah well my dad but yeah <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 but uh is he, he can't still be no i mean i think that at this point most conservatives are just ignoring that trial yeah in the same way that liberals should ignore the rittenhouse trial if they had any brains correct like that's one of the ones you let go by the way rittenhouse post Let's just briefly touch Rittenhouse. Rittenhouse, during the trial, you know, pre-trial, I was like, I don't really know anything about it. I don't care. You know? And then Rittenhouse, during the trial, I was like, okay, I see all the videotape. I hear all the testimony. Yeah, he's innocent. Let him go, you know? Uh, but everyone was like, well, he shouldn't have been there. And that pissed me off, you know? Like, I was like, you know, but, but Rittenhouse, since the trial, uh, just going on conservative media... And being like, I support Black Lives Matter. Linwood is fucking crazy. <laughs> you know, I'm. He's, getting, uh, he's still. Gonna it's do, a little bit. He's still huh? going to do the neocon grifter thing. Let's be clear. I I think so, but he's certainly not. I I, I he think he has he's a social cer- media team running his Twitter. They accidentally already liked porn. It's been very funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, he's a young Ted Cruz. <laughs> very much so. Like, it is taking a Ted Cruz tra- trajectory. I'm curious if his social media team is just his mother. Who knows? But, you know, the, the point is they could have gone full-blown GOP. They, they had every opportunity to do that, and he's choosing not to. I don't really care one way or the other, but it, it certainly is funny. I loved, like, the Glenn Beck interview. Where he's yeah. like, so when are you going to sue the me- the pants off the media? And he's like, actually, I hate Lynn Wood, and I'm going for it. And <laughs> I was like, and everyone's like freaking out, like he's actually a crisis actor for Sandy Hook, you know? Like, yeah, I love I that story. That uh, suspect, yeah, yeah. you know, he's a he's a funny dude. Suspicion. I don't know. He's he, but anyway, at the same time, completely almost ignored was the Ahmed Arbery trial, yeah, uh, which was pretty much open and shut case and. We got the conviction we wanted, of course, but the craziest shit ever. So, I, I, um, 
There's Travis McMichael. I want to say George McMichael. Yeah. And Roddy Williams. Yeah. I think Brian. Who Roddy. looks exactly like his name. Oh, yeah. He just looks that? like a... Just, he looks like our fucking Roddy. Just uh, um, that was the best part. So Roddy is the guy that hit uh, Ahmed Arbery with a truck in the middle of the chase. Saw what was happening. Tried to get involved. Hits him with the truck. And then films the whole thing and was basically cooperating with the police. Still got like eight felonies. Like the police were like, 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 oh, thanks for all the help, blah, blah. And then like as they were looking for it, I was like, dude, you are a piece of shit. Yeah. So you're the one that hit him with the truck. Yeah. No, yeah. You'll, 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 I didn't you'll know fry that about that. him. I thought that he just like pursued and, well, no, he hit the guy with the truck. No, we'll, we'll, we'll I'll cover some of the. Okay. Crazier facts because Sorry, the, oh, the reason. <laughs> well, the reason I say is that these facts are not really disputed. Is the the, the facts are that like uh, Ahmed Arbery was jogging, went into a construction site. He kind of got spotted coming in and out of it. Uh, didn't steal anything. Not carrying a bag. Not carrying anything. Not wearing gloves or. They're fun. Construction or, sites are cool. Or, they were trying to say that he was wearing like hiking boots or some shit, like jogging. No, not 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 true. But. Travis was Michael sees gets called out because they see him and they like sound the alarm because the whole neighborhood was like on some kind of like Facebook fueled paranoia uh, driven uh, oh, mania. Yeah, the you lady know? across the street, especially. Oh, she was like, the worst. Her, her like, children can't the go outside. Like, fuck oh, you. Yeah. Our children can't go. There's a black man jogging. I don't know if it's safe anymore. Like, we have to protect, you know, 1488. We must protect it. We must protect our white children. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so Travis and Michael sees him, like, hears the commotion, runs out, sees them pointing, sees the guy pointing on to his right, sees Ahmed Arbery jogging to the left, decides to get into his truck, chase him down, pull up next to him, and pull the old, what are you doing here, boy? Stop. I want to talk to you. You come talk to me. You stop. You stop. Yeah. Dude, Ahmed Arbery runs backwards, turns direction. So Travis puts his truck in reverse, chases him in reverse now. Ahmed Arbery then, now that it's been escalated, runs into the construction site. They're like, my God, the ball's on this maniac running back through a construction site. He knows that's a, a, a crime. Now we got to escalate it. So he goes back home, gets his shotgun, tells his dad to hop in. Dad grabs a 357 and is in the back of the truck screaming, stop or I'll blow your fucking head off. Stop yeah. or I'll kill you. Well, you're excited. You use some strong language sometimes. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. But, anyway, <laughs> but anyway, they're chasing him around. This is when Roddy sees him, hits him with the truck and then chases him in the front. Uh, Travis and George pull up in front of him. Travis, uh, George is on the back of the truck with a 357. Travis gets out with the shotgun. Ahmed Arbery runs to the right of the truck. Travis then runs around to the front to intercept. They have a fist fight. Travis shoots him three times with a shotgun. Those are the basic facts. Allegedly, he then stood over the body and yelled the N-word. But... Really? We, don't, we don't know. That's okay. what one of the guys testified, but that's no shit. He testified to it, but they. Uh, I don't know why you would no, lie about that. Does yeah, it? <laughs> he's like, man, dude was jo- he knows where he belongs. Um, but uh, what is it with white guys and doing that in neighborhoods? When I was a kid, I was like five years old, minding my business. Yeah, playing in the sprinkler. Some white guy drives up. You know, hey, what are you kids doing out here? Taking pictures of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm that, that, no, I'm not joking. Yeah, that happened. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, well, you come from a creepy place, but yeah, uh, I did. I mean, peace, uh, maybe. But so my point is, those are the very basic facts. That's not not you know interesting enough on its face. But what's crazy is, so you're faced with those facts. How do you argue yourself out of it? And the way the defense approached it, because there's three defense attorneys essentially, because yeah. it's three defendants being tried at the same time, uh, is just some of the crazy shit ever. Uh, the worst of them. Was the defense attorney? No, the defense attorney for Roddy okay. was the worst of them. Uh, at one point, he's like, "Cause I, it, it, I couldn't figure. Cause I guess his whole point was like, I know I can't win the case, but instead, I'm just gonna throw a bunch of wild shit at the wall and then try to claim a mistrial or just all these like like he was just coming up with all these wild like, uh, Your Honor, we want to be tried separately, but it was like at the end of the trial." Okay. And the judge was like, "But all the evidence has already come out. It's it's gone to it's going to the jury. Like you can't just 
you can't argue for a completely separate trial when the first one has ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have done that a few weeks ago, maybe. Yeah, that might have made sense then and there, but like we had a whole, you know, you're you don't get to like bet on the card and then be like, you know what, guys, I want to re, I want to reshuffle on this, this one. Yeah, yeah, My yeah. cards suck. I want a new, I want a new hand. Uh, it doesn't work that it way. It would you be can. nice to do that. Would be cool. I'll go to Vegas but, um, all the time. But one of the ones that was crazy is that Jesse Jackson is in the back of the courthouse at one point. And that's the one that's really famous is that he goes, the, the defense attorney makes the argument, Ferrati's defense attorney makes the argument, hey, Jesse Jackson is in the background and we don't need him intimidating the jury. I want him kicked out of the courthouse. And the judge is like, I didn't even know he was back there. How is he intimidating the jury? You know, he's like, well, well with his presence. And it's like, and he's like, you think him sitting there? Explain your explain your logic. How is him being there intimidating the jury? And oh, his argument was like jogging. <laughs> his argument was like, well, we know all black people want my attorney, my defendant to go to jail, and black people respect black preachers. We know how they are, oh, and no. you know we don't need more black preacher, tr- preachers up in here ruining the trial. And then he goes, would we let somebody dressed as Colonel Sanders sit back there? You know, <laughs> just be like, like, would that work? A bunch of guys in clan hoods? You know? And the judge was like, are you trying to surmise that having Jesse Jackson there is the equivalent to having a Klansman? Like, are you, are you Maniac? I've never seen anything like it. And he had, like, oh, by the no. way, he sounds like Foghorn Leghorn. He's like, I say, I say, I say, he I do we need more black creatures? <laughs> it was, I would, you would just watch it and be like, what the fuck is going on? So anyway, he just kept bringing it up. It was like four times the judge is like, no, that's, if he's not doing anything, if he's not saying anything, if he's not outbursting, fine. You know, and then he would just bring it up like every day and be like, "Your Honor, if I may, and I know you, I know you already said something on it, but uh, today I saw someone outside with a shirt that says I support black preachers, and I think that's going to fuck up the jury pool." You know, oh my god, it's just it's like, yeah, I, know, I get it that you don't like black people, but <laughs> Wait, that has been made abundantly clear throughout this case. <laughs> Neither you nor the defendants are big fans. Uh, but my favorite thing was like, okay, so to sum up all the other crazy shit at the end of the trial. The trial is basically done, and um, they're not even doing their like closing statements. They've removed the jury, and that defense attorney comes back up asking for a mistrial. And the judge is like, all right, what's your argument for a mistrial? And he's like, well, you know, I mean, I don't think my client really deserves to be here. You could argue that because – now, again, Ahmed Arbery has been running from these dudes for five solid minutes – Wait, I just, and I just I, I, go ahead. I'm sorry. He said, "What is this? This is you turning this court courtroom into a Lakers game?" <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. Did that yes, happen? he did. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Who's next, Raphael Warnock?" <laughs> Why? That, that's it, it, it. Was absurd. And like again, he's defending the guy that was filming, who gave everyone up to the police, uh, no. right? So he's like, got to be everyone's least favorite person in the room. Yeah. And his defense attorney is just, huh? I said he played both sides. Yeah, he played both sides, you know. Uh, he's got to be the least favorite person in the room. And his defense attorney is just fucking up for the other defendants, you know. That's incredible. So they've got to sit, because the other people uh, felt uh, constrained to join on the motion. So they're kind of like, yeah, I guess we have to agree with them because we're all on the same side. But yeah. goddamn, bro, like, what do you do? Like, there's so many answers there. Like, like what are the, the defense attorney for Travis? Just killing the empathy for them. Just yeah, destroying the defi- it. Yeah, the defense attorney for Travis is like, I like Jesse Jackson, you know, you know, I have a photo of my mom. It was a personal hero of me growing up. I have a photo of him up in my office. I uh, <laughs> don't want to be involved with this, like, you know, but I have to, you know, like it was, it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Um, wow. So, so again, Ahmed Arbery has been running from these guys, ducking through buildings, just trying to escape for five minutes. Yeah. The final thing is that they pull up in front of him with guns and get out. Amon Armory could have gone right, quote unquote. They keep saying, like, well, why didn't he turn right to leave the neighborhood? Instead, he turned left and fought Travis, and that's why he died. That's why Travis was uh, justified in self-defense, right? Yeah, on a public road. On a public road, yeah. But, like, they're like, why didn't he just try to escape? Like, that's what he's been doing for five fucking minutes. Travis you is know, like, you I'm have establishing trucks. my castle here, 
So <laughs> but it was the, so the defense attorney comes up. He's not even making closing statements. He's just arguing for a mistrial, and his argument was like, "Well, you know," and it was just throwing shit at the wall, which doesn't even make sense for a mistrial. But he's trying to say, "My guy doesn't even believe." He said, "My guy doesn't really belong here because you're claiming that he's aiding and abetting a murder." And I think now that the trial's basically done, I think we can all agree that he was aiding and abetting a citizen's arrest. And the argument could be made that just as someone can die from suicide by cop, Ahmed Arbery died suicide by citizen's arrest. And you could even argue it was mutual combat theory. Technically, they were dueling. And, you know, I mean, he probably, you know... Was asking for it, like it was the craziest oh, no. thing. It was the craziest thing. I don't think anyone even made an argument of suicide by scissors, but he's just like throwing it out under the mistrial. It was, just, it was absolutely. You gotta fling it. it. You know, it's like a quarterback. You're down ten points. <laughs> there's thirty seconds left in the game. Right. You're gonna. You're not gonna knee it. You're gonna fucking I, chuck the fucking football. I, I feel like it was more like you're a quarterback and you see that your defense line is completely crumbled and their the offensive line is just coming towards you, so you just. Throw the ball at the ground. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah. I don't know. That's the best I could do. But it was it was some of the craziest arguments I've ever. Just absolutely ridiculous. Um, and they didn't have a chance in hell. Uh, I think the key evidence was that they're trying to argue citizens' arrest gone bad, right? Okay. And the prosecution was like, well, okay, so here's the only way you can do a citizen's arrest. You have to physically, personally witness someone committing a felony... And then have a direct need to stop them. Like, they're shooting up a mall and you have to stop them. Or yeah, they're, yeah. like, burglaring and they're going to get away. Or, or something. Something that has to be... Or car or whatever. Yeah. Right, right, right. But it has to be a felony. Him trespassing is a misdemeanor. And you didn't see it. You were inside. You just heard someone pointing and then decided to jump at the case. And, yeah. you know, like, he was like, well, you know, a boat got burglared. Two months ago, my mom told me, like, well, okay, but do you even know who burgled it? You know, and he's like, well, I don't know anything about it. Can you know, we it's not like, assume, uh, Your Honor, that yeah, this but, gentleman was not but, in... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <my> <laughs> I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. But, um, uh, but like, the, the argument was like, oh, yeah, so you're saying that you... To, to, to claim citizen's arrest, you had to have witnessed him doing something specific. And yet, the police that were on scene clearly they're like yeah what happened and george is like listen this guy did something at some point you need to identify him investigate him i'm sure he committed a crime at some point today and our shooting was justified jesus george these and guys, michael these guys make the emmett till lynchers look like empathetic it, it, it was awful the facts are awful um george then calls the actual district attorney at the just, crime scene just real Go quick ahead. i want to make sure i don't actually think that the emmett till Lynch mob is empathetic. Just so clear. <laughs> I'm saying relatively. They probably. I, I. I did not see that trial, but they. Their defense, even though they got off, probably could not have been worse. I mean, it was like 50 years ago or something, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, yeah. I. I. I almost wonder what those. Are. That would be an interesting case to like read the transcripts from. I wonder if like in the Amatilla, they're like, "Come on, guys." He's just looking at the jury. Come on, aren't we better off? Yeah, <laughs> I would imagine we, so. Um, but so um, you're sorry, you're in the middle of saying something. I keep interrupting you. Something, something. Yeah, it's fine. It's a. Uh, oh fuck! What was I trying to argue? Oh yeah. So George calls the district attorney, who he's friends with because they work together. Yeah. And is like, hey, this is what's going on. I need some advice. Can you call me back right away? Blah 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 blah. The district attorney calls the cops on scene. Says, don't arrest him at this time. Then Thanks. recuses herself, quote unquote. But doesn't reveal that she called the district attorney she was handing the case off to and was like, do not recommend arresting them for the crimes listed as a justified homicide. Move on. And it wasn't until Roddy released the footage publicly that got enough outcry for them to turn over. And then they get the, you know, the, the, the state intervene. So do you think Roddy was releasing it because it would clear them? Or do you I, think you know, I didn't look up. I didn't look up that fact. Apparently, he gave there, – there's something about it. Because he gave the footage from his phone to the police at the scene. So they saw it, and they heard all the statements. Because George was like, yeah, I was chasing him down. I said, stop or I'll kill you. You know, we had the shotgun. I said, this this guy's no good. You know, he must have done something somewhere. You know, uh, he's bad news, you know. 
uh, and they let him go. They knew all that, and they still let them go. Um, apparently, there was a different investigator. I think he said he was with the GBI. I wasn't paying that much attention. Yeah, yeah, that's something. Right. I, I think that's the Georgia Bureau investigation or it something. Is. Yeah. Um, he, that guy is the one that got access to all the CCT. He's the only one that actually asked questions, apparently. And he's the one that got all the CCTV camera footage and got all the other footage and then like started doing the actual investigation that actually made this capable of going to trial. But I sure. believe that was after they Lois had released the footage for some reason. I don't know why he released it. Maybe because he just knew that at some point he was definitely going to get arrested or maybe because it was the height of Black Lives Matter, you know, and people were pissed when it happened anyway. Uh, and I think them not getting charged was also pissing people off. But the fact that because there was protests out the gate, um, whether or not that like is going to solve it, I, I don't know. But I, I don't know why he released the footage or when exactly. I know that it's what sort of it was sparked. Like, it was very early control. on, which kind yeah. of, like you said, kicked everything off. I was but just trying I don't to find know out. why. I was trying to find out his motive behind it, and all it, whenever someone said, why is he releasing this, his attorney said, why not, which is brilliant. Um, <laughs> well, now that I've heard from that attorney, I'm like, oh, yeah, the guy's dumb as shit. But the funny, did you know about his texts? Uh, no, what's up? So they also, part of him turning over his phone for mm. the video was that it, they went through his text messages, and this was right, you know, Martin Luther King Day was right before this shooting. Mm-hmm. And it was like his cool. texts were like, "I bet y'all are having a real monkey parade over there and shit like oh, that." God. <laughs> and there was multiple pages of just the N word. <laughs> is it really? Is it like? Yeah. Is it just like he just slinging? Oh yeah, like, he is bad guy. <laughs> yeah, none of these guys are heroes. You know? I know, but I didn't. I didn't realize that. Holy shit. That's and they kept trying to bring up, I mean, just your, your typical scumbag bullshit. I, it's it's interesting when it's, like, on the other foot, because definitively the defense was going to be like, well, what if, can we bring up, like, his uh, Ahmed Arbery's probation or some shit? Because he got busted for, like, stealing a TV, like, five years ago or something like that, <laughs> five years prior or something, you know, like, yeah. but not, but the, uh, the different kind of shit than, I like, don't have burning. on my record literally just because I'm white. Huh? Well, it's, I said the kind of shit that I don't have on my record just because I'm white. Oh yeah, yeah. No, like, you're, I've done you're, way worse things than that. But yeah. it, you know, they're like, eh. Yeah, you know, he's a good me. Kid. Me, I lit uh, forest fires. Boys will be know, boys, so. right? Yeah, you know, kid shit. <laughs> yeah, insane. But well, but I, that, I just that assumed was... that the defense attorney was dumb as hell, and that's why he did it. Yeah. This will this will get the people on your side, Roddy. So okay, so then transitioning into a fake well, hate I, crime. I, Okay. Well, yeah, let me just finish the the because the, this is my favorite part. Yeah, let's do uh, it. Travis McMichael is on the stand. He's the one that shot him, and he's tr- the. You could just tell the prosecution is like, "What is this guy talking about?" Because yeah. he's like trying to explain, like, "Well, this is so." I saw, I saw. Then I saw, so I chased him. I'm like, you know, stop here. I want to talk to you. And he was acting really suspicious. You know, the <laughs> fact that he doesn't with a gun. <laughs> yeah, you know, like why is this guy not stopping for a bunch of white people in trucks with guns? Like, what, what's his problem? I would have def, I would have definitely done that. You know. Um, yeah. But then he's talking about how he sees Roddy hitting Ahmed Arbery with the truck. And they're like, so what's that? He's like, so then I saw him like engaging with the truck. And I thought, maybe this guy's a carjacker. Like, you know, so because he got hit with a truck, now he's like, that was my justification for feeling fear. Yeah. Because now, I mean, all bets are off. He touched another man's truck. You know, and that was his argument. Like, again, you can't make any argument for self-defense. Like, you get out of your truck and stuff like that. And they're like, why did you get out of the truck? He's like, well, I didn't know what he was capable of. Or I can see, I see he's fighting a truck. You Jesus know, fight, like the way the way that like uh, deer fight with hunters, you yeah. know. Um, and then she's like, "So why did you get out of your truck and then run around to the front?" He's like, "Well, I didn't know what he was going to do. I thought maybe he's going to try to hop in the driver's seat of the truck I just left. The driver's seat is only vacant because I got out of the truck because I was worried he was going to try to carjack me because I saw him get hit by a separate truck." Hmm. By the way, in the back of that truck is his dad screaming, stop or I'll shoot your fucking head off. Yeah. So it's like, so wait, you're trying to argue that you got out of your vehicle and chased him around to the front. He's walking around the passenger side and you felt that your best bet to stop him from entering the passenger side vehicle 
with your dad who was armed threatening to shoot him was to then get out of the truck and then run around to the passenger side to stop him from carjacking because the reasonable situation is that he's going to try to steal the truck with the two armed men inside yeah it's fucking in a perfect in a perfect world Ahmed Arbery would have taken that truck (laughs) (laughs) and and gunned it and uh, daddy flies out the back I mean it sucks this is uh, you know Obviously, to, to, to lend a little bit of sincerity to this, it's fucking awful. No, um, it's it's the worst, but marred by the absolute clown circus fucking bullshit yeah. that was the defense's attempt to, Jesus to Christ. do it. God damn. One of the funniest trials I've ever seen. Holy shit. The crazy thing is, um, so obviously the Jesse Smollett, or what, Smollett, I don't know how you say his name. Obviously a fucking I think stooge. it's Smollett. Whatever. Yeah. I don't care. It's not important. Jesse. I feel like I'm on a first name basis. With Juicy, him. yeah. Uh, obviously, a total piece of shit. The J. But one of the absolute worst takes that I've seen come out of this is like conservatives saying that what he did is worse than an actual hate crime. <laughs> I'm like, you mean like in what when, way? You mean like when Ahmed Arbery got killed? Like yeah, this uh, is worse. Like, this is worse. I. I'm trying to because I saw Don Jr.'s takes on it, which I understand him getting all. I I, I thought Don, this is why we can't have these things. Is you got to be really really careful what ammunition you give the right. Yeah, because they just handed Don Jr. and the Trump team uh, a, a a lot of PR on a silver platter. That's know. the only thing bad that Jesse did. Yeah, that I, honestly, opinion. that's why it's worse than a hate crime. Because when you yeah. do an actual hate crime, the GOP just kind of stays quiet. You yeah. know, or they make up lies like, well, Amon Armory was wearing uh, uh, steel-toed boots and was running with a hammer in his hand. You know, you're like, nah, nah, nah you know, yeah. it's all bullshit. Misinformation and, and, and uh, silence. But uh, but this, I mean, god damn, it was oh, just we're, a we're fucking train wreck. For the rest of our lives. The, no, and, uh, I mean, Jesse. Uh, yeah, Jesse, Jesse for sure. We will uh, we'll, never we'll, we'll stop hearing about Ahmed Arbery yesterday, but uh, we'll, we won't hear the end of Jesse. Although, I, I kind of... I don't know. To me, it almost comes up with like when women fake rape claims, you know? Yeah. But rapes, I think, happen at a much higher frequency than actual hate crimes. Like, I mean, at least all the high profile ones I can think of. Well, in terms of like violence, yes. I think I'm mm. like, there's like smaller hate crimes, right? Swastikas on the. Every now and then, every now and then someone tries to throw a Molotov cocktail on top of a synagogue. But I, I yeah, think but like, like nonviolent or non art, you know, just like, I think there's a lot of like uninteresting hate crimes that yeah. get perpetrated, you know, yes. like someone defaces graffitis, a synagogue or, or puts a bacon sandwich in front of a, a mosque, like they're vampires. Those, or are still, those are still intimidating and fucked up. Like, right. Yeah. Like that, 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 that's, that's, that's fucked up. That's light terrorism, right? You're like trying yeah. to make people not feel safe. It's implying that something worse could happen. Right. Well, yeah, and like throwing a brick through a window. These are all yeah. things that I'm not saying that they don't have impact and no, I hear not what, terrible. I, I'm, with, I'm on the same I'm just saying you don't hear about it. Well, yeah, because there's not a version of that for rape, right? Right. Although, I mean, I guess there's like the Me Too movement. They're, they're, whatever. Sure. There's, but I, I get, you know, I maybe like the Me Too movement, you know, like if, if you're taking away women's, you know, when, when someone fakes a, you know, when you have like the um, Virginia, not Virginia Tech, uh, Duke lacrosse team. Situation uh, where yeah, yeah. you know you, you're talking about a whole group of women who are going to be more likely to be ignored because you are you are adding to the image that these are um, hyperbole or yeah. falsified or done and something it's, for. It's especially a tragedy because I would bet my entire wealth on this world on at least half of those Duke guys being absolute rapists right? i'm sure like, they were yeah, yeah yeah i mean i saw you know we just those dudes. we just did the wrong case right yeah 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 well i mean but you know like in the similar what was that other one the one uh that vice did where they the the really bad one the um, mattress one the mattress yeah girl? the matrix chick yeah, yeah. where she, it turned out she was faking not she even the mattress one the one um mattress girl also faked it there's you one know, that basically vice one. vice took it hook line and sinker and it ended up being fake but it wasn't the mattress girl. It was yeah, I know someone else. About. But yeah, where uh, VU, VTU, V, yeah, v- Virginia Tech, maybe. Yeah, I don't something know. Like that. I don't know. Who cares? But you know, where it was like, oh, and then they they rubbed broken glass in her pussy, and then they threw her out of the sidewalk, and they punched her in the eye, you know, and then yeah, and then yeah. she begged for help, and the and the um, 
the uh, she went to the dean and was like, "These guys rape me," and they're like, "But they play basketball, you know. You got to get the you know, like we don't yeah, care." Yeah. And it was all falsified bullshit, you know. And then it just kind of, I don't know. I I, I mean, the raping people who actually rape are worse, but Clearly. the people that uh, delegitimize and add skepticism to rape claims are second worse. Yeah, they and, give and it, ammunition, like you said, they're giving ammunition to like men's rights organizations. Yeah, yeah. So, like when when your when your whole argument is believe the victims and believe women and believe hate crime victims, and yet the high profile ones, as far as I can tell, are almost always. I mean, maybe that's a bias in my mind. I'm sure it's not. All. It definitely is because that's what but, people but fucking. That's what it feels beat like. Beat the drum on. Yeah, they're right. like, oh, someone drew a swastika on the campus sidewalk in chalk. And then, like, they go back in the footage, and it's like a black kid doing it. And it's like, oh, you're the one giving the interview. You you said it, you know? It's like, well, I just wanted to be famous, you know? So I... Yeah. Uh, you see a lot of that where, like, someone was like, uh, someone... I mean, on both sides, someone was like, Trump sucks. Someone spray-painted that and said, Black Lives Matter on the side of my building. And it's like, all right. And it's very clearly... Yeah. The, the funniest... It's very clearly the wife, you know? The funniest ones are the opposite, where it's like... There's like the old white guy who's like, look at this vandalism on my driveway. And he had written like white lives do not matter. And like a really bad anarchy symbol. And it's like, come on, man. <laughs> like, it's like very like, nice handwriting. Like, it's like, it's, it's clearly dude. just straw, man. Like, this is what they would do. Yeah. You know, I, I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure. They, we, we, if they say black lives matter, what they mean is white lives don't matter. So it's reasonable to think that they would spray paint that on my driveway because they hate christian males yeah with high those, testosterone those are funny i mean obviously the, the the tricky part about like false you know rape or or hate, hate, <clears throat> excuse me hate crimes is that they happen at such an egregious level already that it's like well yeah of course someone thought to do a fake one but like they do happen a lot like let's not <laughs> i don't know let people that legitimately let, let that like undermine that fact that it's happening a lot are are silly bitches. Well, I don't think that they. I mean, you know, whatever. It's just people using it as an excuse. Of course. You know, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to change my opinion, so I'm going to latch on to anything that lets me sure. prevent my, you know, that For justifies sure. me not doing so. You know, confirmation like, bias. All day Jesse long. Smollett with his fucking. I mean, how did he even? I, the thing about Juicy is that how do you even get on a show? That guy can't act for shit. I mean, right. his whole goofy bullshit um, high school drama be like, oh, they sprayed bleach on me. Like, Ugh. For $5,000, I would have made it immaculate for him. <laughs> and in <laughs> fact, from where we grew up, I knew guys who would have done it for free without him even asking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, if I had just, you know, I, I, what's weird is I, this is this is the problem. All right. If Juicy really cared about his career, he'd have taken a punch. True. If, if, if he had gotten his ass absolutely beat, I would have believed it. Yeah. But if you're just going to sit there and be like, these mean, nasty bigots chase me down at 2 a.m. to just sprinkle a little bleach on me. Well, that's the know? problem with kids these days, man. They don't want to do yeah. the real job. They want to have to do the real job. You, you don't know, remember don't... the end of Scream? You got to stab yourself to yeah. make it, you know. Those guys, yeah. those those guys, they had, they had balls. Not this yeah. juicy guy. No. But hopefully he comes back. I want to see it. <laughs> We'll see him bounce back uh, from this. I would love it if uh, what we should do. We, we I, we're probably the only people that want to do it, but we should do like uh, a totally bullshit uh, dramatic movie about it. But it's from the point of view we 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 we, we pretend as if it was real with Juicy okay. playing himself, and we're like the dramatic story. And they're like, but this was proven in court. I'm like, no, 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 the dramatic story about how two MAGA guys cornered him down two big MAGA fans of empire yeah. <laughs> watch every episode and hate gay guys <laughs> they hate his acting uh, they hate That's his acting they're like you're ruining the show it's just ah <laughs> uh, oh, god fucking great well uh, the world's gone mad hasn't it i don't know it's funnier we need to do more episodes more often because we got too much recap but let's let's really, get into the bible now yeah it feels like uh america right now could use some judgment <laughs> nice clean nice. up you nice. need a prophet to come in like a who was that lady that was trump's spiritual advisor oh uh i know who you're talking about just some crazy lady but i i don't know her name off the top of my head i want her to go into the woods and do some peyote and come back with some <laughs> fire ass prophecy 
and right. tell us what's wrong with all of us. But we, uh, you know, at this point, prophecy is just too fucking weird. I've seen a lot of prophecies like Donald Trump's going to retake the presidency and he's going to meet with JFK Jr. and re resign the line of Christ, blah, blah. I'm like, eh, yeah. you're not a real. Yeah, I'm going to get executed on live television soon. <laughs> with any yeah, luck. That'll be good. That'll be good. That'll be badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so I guess then with no further cultural uh, criticism. This is the Revelations Podcast. I'm Grant. And I'm Cole. And we're on God knows what episode. It's in the 130s, I want to say. Uh, I thought it was Not impor- I don't even know. Not important. No, 140s, maybe. Tell you what, stand by. I can pop yeah, up Spotify up. real important. quick. It's 146. 146. Yep. Yeah, so we're on episode 146. We're still in Isaiah. And we're going to be for and we're going to be, is, yeah. It's only second episode in Isaiah. I don't know if you remember, because it's been so fucking long. Cole was sick, then we were at a wedding, and then I was sick. Uh, so we're finally able to like actually put some fucking put but some not COVID. on the track. Just no? some like pussy ass fever and flu. Yeah, I had a cold for the first time since COVID. I think. Yeah, I think it was just like maybe that's because I normally I I was thinking about it because like I was sick for three weeks and I was sick for a long time. Yeah, yeah, not you were, COVID. You were, you were just jacked up, just uh, uh, just hacking and sneezing and shit. Yeah, awful. Had a nice little cold, but uh, that all said, we're in Isaiah. We are seeing the judgment against Israel and Jerusalem unfold. It's a lot of fun against Judah, I guess I should say. It's a lot of fun because it's kind of paralleling what we were doing. Maybe I don't know, ten books back, fifteen books back, when we were going through um, all the kings-related series. Right, we're, we're talking about those moments again. It's hard to lay down a chronology, but... Um, well, we know when Isaiah was. Yes. But um, in terms Hezekiah. of... Hezekiah. It, it's just weird because we're looping back, right? Because we kind of... It felt like we have moved on from that, but no, we actually have not. And in fact, the rest of the Bible, or sorry, the rest of the Old Testament, at least, is going to still be lingering in those final years, exile, all that. Um, and this this particular book, if you don't remember, is just talking about how far astray uh the tribe of judah has gone how much uh dumb shit they're doing and how god is going to make them pay well let's so hezekiah is an interesting time yeah he's a good because hezekiah is right around when assyria destroys the northern tribes yeah so they've already seen widespread destruction of their brethren you know they're they're shitty uh, brethren yeah but you know still jews uh, Let certainly, it, God's, yeah, God's taking down the shield wall, if you will. Yeah, well, certainly, certainly, the Assyrians have had massive success subjugating and uh, murdering other Jews. So, yeah. to, you know, to me, it'd be like if we were all royalty, and then all of a sudden your cousins start getting murdered by the peasants, and you're like, "But we're fine, right? Yeah, hold like, on, we're, <laughs> we're, we're okay, we're good. They're not going to come to our doors, right?" Surely. Um, but, you know, so you have that. And then Hezekiah was kind of that last sort of, oh, shit, shit's getting real. Let's turn it around. Let's all be good boys. Yeah. So in that sort of territory, that mindset, is Isaiah kind of saying the exact same thing. Like, we need to be good. God's punishing us. The wickedness that is upon us is our own doing. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. A real make- Judah great again type <laughs> movement. Probably, yeah. If you will. Just to keep tying this in. Because uh, decay is is the theme of chapter three where we're starting. Um, it, they're in a free fall, right? And basically it's the purge is happening, right? I would say. To, again, to t- keep tying it into pop culture. Um, <laughs> well, here, let's just get into it. I'll, op- I'll open up. With the verbatim of chapter three's opening. Uh, See now the Lord, the Lord Almighty, is about to take from Jerusalem and Judah both supply and support. All supplies of food and all supplies of water. The hero and the warrior, the judge and the prophet, the diviner and the elder, the captain of 50 and the man of rank, the counselor, skilled craftsman, and clever enchanter. Whatever that is. So God has withdrawn. He's, he's gifted them right up to this point. They've been through a period of wealth and power and like regional dominance and but keep in mind that's all because of god right it was through none of their own efforts and god is about to dry up that well of of happiness 
Well, Hezekiah was also a watershed moment because he's the one that sold the gold doors of the temple to stave off invasion. Yes. So you, you can already see, like, it is the first sort of, like, I feel like it's like when the first firebombs hit Tokyo in World War II. Yeah. You know? Where they're like, the wait a minute. The end. Yeah, they're like, wait a minute. Are they able to attack us? I mean, we've just—I I thought we would just kick their ass, and then like you know, they would surrender. What, what's all this? Bur- like, there's no way that they're capable of reaching us, right? Surprise! Uh, surprise. And they don't know that they don't know what's coming soon. You know? Yeah. And it's it's internal too, right? So it says people will oppress each other, man against man, neighbor against neighbor. The young will rise up against the old, the nobody against the honored. So even the dirty street urchins will rise up against the the wealthy lords and ladies. Uh, Jerusalem. So it's it, like I said, the purge. It's all out. It's almost anarchy within Israel, not just outside oppressors. But no one trusts anyone. Uh, everyone's just out to get theirs, make a quick buck, and do whatever they have to to their fellow Jews to uh, to do it. It's fucked up. I, I think what's an interesting point is if you're trying to figure out who to blame, like why is it? Uh, verse six. When a man takes hold of his brother in the house of his father, saying, "You have clothing." You be our ruler, and let these ruins be under your power. And that day he will protest, saying, I cannot cure your ills, for in my house is neither food nor clothing. Do not make me a ruler of the people. So so basically saying that, like, God has provided them all this. He has a house with food and clothing. But instead of looking to their father as, you know, guidance, they're looking to their brothers, you know. So the youth. this yeah. this, this kind of comes down to the point, because like in verse 4, God says, I will give children to be their princes, and babes shall rule over them. It, it really hammers home that, and maybe this is kind of the moral ambiguity of God at this point, mm-hmm. where God is like sitting there being like, hey, I gave you the Levites, I gave you the structure, I gave you Deuteronomy, the laws of Moses. I told you how to be a nation and who to worship and who to put at the head of your house. That's me via the priests. Yeah. Instead, you guys asked for kings, mainly because under me, and this is not really mentioned as much, but under, it's not like things were ever good. No. You know, it's, it, it, you had the, God in control was the time of judges and the time of rapes and murders and internal strife and wars yeah. and fighting. The only prosperity did come under the kings, really. Right. It isn't until David, really, that Israel is at its peak. So his whole argument, God's argument is kind of fucking stupid. But it is coming from priests who are writing with a very rhetorical agenda of trying to explain this away. And they're not acknowledging that there was a time when God was in control and it sucked. And it wasn't much better. It's rose-tinted glasses, right? Um, right. Th- th- those early years under, um, God, who was Moses' second-in-command? Joshua? Joshua, yeah. Yeah, Joshua. Joshua uh, Caleb was up there, right? Uh, these yeah, leaders yeah, yeah. who were, like, God-appointed. God-appointed leaders, yeah. So Joshua, then Caleb, and then kind of the judges and, and, and all that stuff. That was a terrible time. And the only reason why they even thought it was good was because they were successful in murdering and subjugating the people around them. Correct. It's not like it's not like times were good. But now God's like being like, yeah, and that was how it was supposed to be. And you didn't like it. It wasn't good enough. And then you went to CPS and you reported me. So then we had to get like a court-appointed guardian. And now, but don't worry, I have access to the system. So I am going to let you have kings that you're so bitching about. But I'm deliberately making the kings stupid. I think in the hopes that the people would then learn to reject the kings and try to come back to God. But they never do. And that's why it just keeps getting worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, one would argue with that, yeah, you know. The one bone that uh, God seems to throw them, as it, <clears throat> Isaiah says in verse 10, tell the righteous it will be well with them, for they will enjoy the fruit of their deeds. So there is still a, uh option to just be a nice guy, right? It's not off the table. Um, sure, presumably, but... Yeah, presumably, at least according to Isaiah, as long as you're still good and follow God's rules, yeah, everything might be going to shit around you, and maybe all your neighbors are killing each other, and life sucks, and your king was falling apart, but, like, 
you'll have good crops, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, if the whole nation is following down and Babylon is just rolling in and taking all the best crops, I don't know how you being, you know, like, it, it, to hey. me, it's like the Titanic is sinking. And you're like, but don't worry, if you're a good guy, you're going to be okay. And like, Yeah, I, there's I, still I, hors d'oeuvres on the, on the yeah. <laughs> uh, main dining <laughs> You'll die, room. you'll die last. You know, you won't be one of the ones that drowns when the gate closes down you when the boiler room explodes. You'll be one of the ones that gets to sink at the bottom. Well, that's what I feel right now in America. You know, I'm righteous. My life's good. Your life's good, right? We're doing My great. life's fantastic, yeah. This, but if we're not on the Titanic, I don't think anyone ever was. Like, yeah, this, <laughs> the ship is clearly going down. Uh, yeah, well, we'll get on an actual boat. We'll we'll build a second Titanic to escape Noah, America. Or the Ark. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Um, and uh, Nebuchadnezzar, a.k.a. President Z will be coming in and taking care of problems soon. <laughs> perfect. So we can get perfect. out of here. I'll swear allegiance to him. I don't give a shit. As for my people, children are their oppressors and women rule over them. Oof. Which I think he's, which is like, you know, if you're talking about like the how you're going to know the end of days are coming, is a bunch of children and women telling me what to do. Greta Thunberg. Oh, we gotta, yeah. That's, that's how both. we know. <clears throat> She's both. Yeah. Women, children. <clears throat> Ruling over us, telling, going to our world leaders and telling them, shame on yeah. you. Yeah, oh, how dare you? I'm like, bitch, you're going to bring back the end of days. You better watch your mouth. Hey, she's a sailing fr- fan. Yeah, I know. I like Greta. We got yeah, to we we team up listen, with her. Listen, you can like Greta Thunberg, but you have to recognize she's going to bring on the Armageddon. She's true. We yeah. let a woman talk. We, she is going to bring the apocalypse. The clock is ticking. Right. Doubtless. Um, so yeah. It's not great, is what I'm trying to say. So because all this is going on, it says the Lord is taking his place in court. He's rising up to judge the people. So we, they've awoken the bear, if you will. Uh, they pissed off God bad enough. You know, they, they saw how far they could stretch his mercy. And apparently it's uh, the answer is none. It doesn't stretch. It's inelastic. Um, he's going to beat the shit out of you. Um, he's judging against the people. It says, it is you who have ruined my vineyard. The plunder from poor is in your houses. That's actually kind of nice. What uh, do you mean? Yeah, uh, 14 and 15 to me feels like he's condemning the ultra-capitalist rich who yeah. have enriched themselves off the backs of the poor through probably yeah. labor exploitation, I'm assuming. Correct. Don't don't talk about that in church, though. You will get a bunch <laughs> of blank-ass stares. Like, <laughs> have to pay people $15 an hour? Are you kidding uh, me? What? 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 No, yeah. no, no, no. They wait, should wait, so stay they, poor. So you they only can have to buy work three yacht. jobs instead of four? <laughs> they, That's not what Y'all, God nobody wants. wants to work no more. Yeah. Um. Then we get to a part that I'm pretty sure Solomon somehow must have written. <laughs> it says that the Lord says it, but it sounds like Solomon. Seems like the such Lord, a weird, convenient, consistent vibe against women, yeah. but let's do it. Talk about uh, it. Solomon, I mean, God says... The women of Zion are haughty, walking along with outstretched necks, which is just the worst. Get your neck shorter. Yeah, you better fucking walk with your back hunched and your face covered. I want you to look like that egg guy from that one reality show. You know what I'm talking about? No neck. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's good uh, Walking around with outstretched necks, flirting with their eyes. God damn it. Strutting along with swaying hips, with ornamental jingling uh, ornaments jingling on their ankles. How, how much just, of the Bible is just written from angry incel perspective? Most of it. Like, you know what's wrong with this country? Bunch of women walking around, flirting. letting themselves be pretty. Not wearing their hijabs. <laughs> flirting at me with their eyes? You mean because, like, looking? Like, them some, looking at you? Like, yeah, they're fucking bitches. This is some Nick Fuentes shit. <laughs> For real. Did you see For that real. interview with him on um, The Blaze? Uh, sum it up for me. No. I so basically, I he came on The Blaze, which is like the Glenn Beck outlet. Oh, yuck. Which is a show, too, I guess. YouTube, whatever. And it's they had like one of their female uh, anchors interview mm-hmm. Nick Fuentes about his stances on women. And man, it is, you just need to watch it. It's awful. Okay. Well, so, like, well this is a podcast. She, I don't, okay, uh, fine, fine, fine. So she's like... She's like, so Nick, like you have these really strong stances about like what women's role in society should be. He's like, yeah, you need to like shut up and do what I say, blah blah blah. <laughs> and she's like, she's like, how do you? She's like, I'm in, I'm intrigued that you have such strong, well formed opinions of what women are, and yet you've never been in a relationship with one ever. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, well, yeah, but like 
I've known some, so I get it. And all of his buddy, like all of his little fucking intel buddies, are in their replies, like, "Yeah, you don't need to fuck to know what women." And it's like, well, she didn't even say fuck. Like, yeah, she just means the yeah. standard was like talking to a woman ever. <laughs> <laughs> the, the standard is able to maintain any type of connection to a woman. You yeah. know, I, have you ever been, have you ever gotten matter. one to return a text? Is where I would start. <laughs> you know. Can, can you do you have the base level of empathy required to just talk to a woman? And yeah. He's like, well, no, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, so I'm just telling you, this is what women need to be. I'm like, how are you going to make them do it? Uh, has any woman ever volunteered to do any of the things you're talking about for you? What, what's part, your argument that it would work? You know, the best part about it is that uh, one of the replies I saw was. And it was getting all kinds of likes from like the, those oh, guys, those but it was guys. like this just shows that women cannot be conservative figures because as soon as they start to think, they're going <laughs> to let all those liberal ideas into their minds about how they're supposed to be equal or be treated with respect, and we know for damn sure that don't work. Yeah, but yeah, very Solomon. Like I get, I but, see where he gets it. It's not like it's unprecedented. It, it, it's a, it's a, it's a definitive take. Where you're blaming the woes of the nation on the women whose existence itself is pissing you off. Yeah. You know, these women dare to walk around while pretty, and that's reason enough to hate them. Yeah. it's It still blows my mind. that, And, you know, you actually see it, the Venn diagram sometimes, mm-hmm. of, like, these guys who hold these opinions, like, hate ISIS and it's like, no, man. Like you, you are ISIS. Yeah. Eye to eye. Yeah. And some of them you've seen where they're like, man, they every now and then they'll be like the self-aware wolves thing where they're like, <laughs> they're like, oh, wow. Look at what the Taliban were able to do. You know, not yeah. ISIS, obviously, but like, look what the Taliban were able to do in Afghanistan. Like they succeeded where we couldn't. And it's like, man, yeah, that's a little on the nose. But yeah, yeah. yes, <laughs> that is exactly your worldview. <laughs> like when even the Taliban wants to ban abortion, you know you're on the wrong side, oh liberals. And it's like, I that's a weird take from Let's that. Let's backtrack this uh, yeah, line so of argument. So you're saying that like even the Taliban agrees that abortion is wrong. So that's like saying that like a broke clock is wrong. Uh, a broke clock is right twice a day somehow, but that's their whole tenant. Like Even it's, the Taliban it's, knows that we're supposed to behead reporters, and we yeah. can't figure that out? Like, oh, I can't believe it, you know. Even yeah. the Taliban knows that women, I, I was, you know me, even when I agree with people, I don't like to agree with them, you know. Yeah. So some woman was talking about something, and I was like, yeah, but can we at least say this about Afghanistan? I bet uh, car accidents have plummeted. <laughs> can we say that? <laughs> can, we, can you at least give me that? <laughs> yeah. And it's funny, because I find myself almost siding with them. I do like some of the stuff the Taliban has done. They killed a lot of U.S. troops. But it's like... <laughs> Home-cooked meals is what... through the roof. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so... Yada, yada, yada. Uh, women are nasty. They... They instead of fragrance, there will be a stench instead of a set. So then it starts talking about how women are doing all this flirting and blah, 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 but they're going to lose all that, right? They're going to lose their nose rings and they're going to lose their fine sashes. And instead of having well-dressed hair, they're going to be bald, which again, whoever wrote this doesn't understand women. They, their assumption is that all women don't care about like food. They just want to smell nice and look. (laughs) This is how God's going to teach them because he's going to take away their bracelets. Ooh. Yeah. Your men will fall by the sword, your warriors in battle. The gates of Zion will lament and mourn. And it rolls right into chapter four. So this is chapter four now. But it's interesting. He says, in that day, seven women will take hold of one man and say, look, we'll eat our own food. We'll provide our own clothes. Just let us have your name. Take away our disgrace. And so I I did some research on what that means. And basically, the Bible is saying so many many Israeli or I guess in this case, uh, Judean yeah. Soldiers will die in war. So many men will be ground up in the, in the war machine that women who just want to be married, obviously, that's all they want, right? Yeah. They, yeah, married. Yeah. they just they don't want the ask, shame. They will ask to be, seven of them will ask one man if they can be married and turn down all the all the good things that come with marriage, right? That you're taking care of, that you're going to be right. fed, you're going you're to be cared for. <laughs> they don't even want that. They just want, they will take your name just so they're married on paper. They don't right. even care about all the benefits, um, which is, again, very silly, and I feel like completely misunderstands women, but that's pretty yeah, much I'm, I'm, I'm confident this guy misunderstands women. Yeah. I'm, I, I would bet 100%. I, 
I, I, I would, I would literally bet any money that Isaiah has no idea where the clitoris is. Correct. I'll, I'll put any money on that. I bet he knows about it. He just doesn't believe in it. <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's like the woman orgasm. God's gonna take that from them. Yeah, <laughs> pulls out some scissors. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Uh, yeah, it's it's a, my Bible says the same thing that like uh, the concordance is that you know there's going to be so many men dead from war that all these women will be like, please, I'll make my own food, I'll, I'll I'll wear my own clothes, I'll do everything. I just I'm so desperate. I don't want the shame of being unmarried. Un- Which, un- by the unhitched. way, if if we're in a society where out of seven women. Six of them are unmarried. Where's the shame gonna come from? Just that right. one, that one haughty bitch who's who's who who's there? just sitting there fluffing her man's pillow and like making him dinner and working the fields and being like, "Hey, at least I got a last name." Yeah, good for you. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, I'm sorry that you and your coven of women living fulfilling lives, crocheting and not having to deal with a man, casting or, spells, etc. Yeah, yeah. Just hanging out with your cats and drinking Girl hot stuff. tea. Yuck. <laughs> you know. Like, observing the zodiac whatever you guys do i don't know uh the ch- chapter four is incredibly short it's only a few verses um the rest of it is just about how even though all this is happening god's glory will still be great it says the branch of the lord will be beautiful and glorious and although you guys fucked up everyone's still gonna know that i'm cool and um you know i'm gonna wash all the filth out of here which by the way is literally everyone for the most part um yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, he talks about how God's going to come back to being a big-ass pillar of smoke and fire and all that, which I don't think happens, but whatever. Um, yeah, I don't... I mean, like, knowing how... Is there ever going to be... Have we reached... Has the end of the Babylonian captivity and Cyrus the Great... Is that the end of the chronolo- chronology of the Old Testament? I think is so, Is everything yeah. else going to be, like, in the time period between... Like, sort of Isaiah and that? Yeah, because there's nothing... Because basically the New Testament picks up with, like, Roman rule, right? Which is next. Mm. That's the next big change of hands, regional power. Is it? I mean, you're going to have Cyrus. Then well, that's, you're already have, ha- that's already happened, right? We've already had Well, Cyrus. yeah, we haven't, we haven't... So we haven't even really started the Persian Empire. Well, I guess Cyrus, Cyrus is a big deal. But you haven't gotten to Xerxes. You no, haven't the- gotten to... Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no. We did. Because it was yeah. allegedly Xerxes the second, allegedly with that, what's her name with the queen, yeah, Esther, uh, Esther, Esther, yeah. yeah. So that's so, Esther. I think is the furthest we get chronologically. So we've already done that. Everything we do is going to be between King the King's Chronicles. But all we that, still haven't gotten to. Uh, oh God, what's the nation that Alexander the Great runs? The uh, Greeks. The, no, 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 they're no, not. No. Well, yeah, he's Greek. No, Macedonia. No, no, no. Macedonians, yes, which is so, Greek, but yeah, whatever. Ooh, but they're not. It's not called the Greek Empire. They're not. They're distinct from Greece. That's what I call it. Okay. Um, <laughs> All right. I mean, it's it's Greek. They're speaking Greek. They're fucking doing. But you're gonna have the Macedonians each other's and then and the stuff. Romans. Yeah, sure, yeah. whatever. They're, they're gonna have some statues. They're gonna fuck kids' asses. Yeah, I, I know what the fuck they do. So but. I would say, yeah, that was a very short period, right? He conquered a lot, but it collapsed big time. So there is no. It's not Greek. an empire like the Romans were. Yeah. There's no Greek section of the Bible. It skips that. So we go from Persian with Esther to New Testament Roman. Well, the Greeks so, never ran shit. No, I think they burned a lot of stuff down. You know, They uh, were just purely conquerors. They weren't administrators. I, I think by the time the Persians are kicking... The Persians never leave Greece alone. Even though they lose the First and Second Persian-Grecan War, they then move to mercenary fighting. The, the the Greeks never recover from the Persians. They win in the end. Yeah. But um and you know there's the whole like Library of Alexandria. There's all this stuff that happens that's very important, colorful his- historical narrative. But just we'll go on record saying that we're not certain. <laughs> we're not certain. But I, I guess my point was trying to say is that like where was I going with this? I guess my point is is that their idea of Israel getting back on top probably means the persians freeing them from the babylonians uh if if we get to the part of the so-called messiah i i want you to point it out to me is that in this book is it in isaiah is what uh the the prophecy of the messiah um no well yeah there's some there's some prophecy that's going to happen about that but it's all like very vague and none of it sounds really like jesus 
Um, It sounds more like it's going to be this conquering messiah, right? That's going to reestablish like an earthly kingdom uh, versus Mm -hmm. spiritual. And it ends up being very much more spiritual and less earthly, right? He's not a conqueror. He doesn't run the state. Jesus? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, he, he doesn't bring Jerusalem back. Jesus like, is just kind of a pussy who gets killed by a police brutality. Yeah, he's a hippie. He's he, yeah. yeah. They wanted, you know, a uh Eisenhower or whatever, but they get like uh a, a Charles know, FDR. Manson. Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, Charles <laughs> Manson. Yeah, yeah he just getting, has a small following of very dedicated people. They end up getting a guy that's like, Yeah, just share your stuff, man. Chill. You know, not know. a not a warlord. But, but my point is, like, you know, when the Lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the blood of Jerusalem from her midst, and by the spirit of judgment and by the spirit of burning, then the Lord will create above every dwelling place of Mount Zion and above her assemblies a cloud and smoke by day and the shining and flaming fire by night. For over all the glory there will be a covering. And there will be a tabernacle for shade in the daytime from the heat, for a place of refuge and for shelter from storm and rain. So, I guess I'm assuming that they're talking about the post-exile uh, period, where Israel is kind of back, and they're kind of existing as their own governorship, and yeah. they sort of get you know provisional approval to build a new tabernacle you know a new temple and stuff like that it's like all right you know yeah and the tabernacle gets the temple gets burned down multiple times by different rulers like the romans sack it at some point mm-hmm. and blah 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 blah. and there was like a Ju- judean kingdom at one point another king but like really never... after between between persian and roman yeah last judean king uh Oh, not well. I spelled Judean without a uh, a. Um, there was <laughs> one, yeah, Zedekiah. Before I guess that was before Nebuchadnezzar. There was someone later. There was a thing. Kingdom. Yeah, we'll look it up. But my, my point is, is like if the argument is like, oh, and then once God has gotten rid of all the filthy, skanky bitches, then we're gonna be back where we're supposed to be. And I'm guessing that the. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what he meant. I, I'm sure there's a way. I'm sure if you're like an actual Hebrew scholar who actually studies the texts, uh, and I've seen some interesting like TikToks, I guess, of actual Hebrew scholars. I'm a real big fan. I don't even know his name, but um, there's one guy who was actually a scholar of it who will talk about the the rhetoric, the rhetorical intent of the writers and what was going on at the time and what they meant by this and that and et cetera. You know that. There is probably a way to accurately infer what these people were talking about if you can nail down when it was actually written and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, based on what my Bible claims, um, reading between those lines, it seems like they're talking about the post-Babylonic exile and then trying to sort of explain away their total destruction as being like, well, yeah, you know, it was a total destruction, but God had to do that so he could punish women enough. True. <laughs> More or less. And the men who let the women run amok. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. And the men who let their, let their bitches run free without their leashes. Exactly. Biggest the mistake worst. you can make. The worst. Yeah. Look at Finland right now. They're due. <laughs> that, that, like, 30-year-old prime minister they have. Um, yeah, okay. So, uh, chapter five, I guess, right? Keep reading. I was just going to say we stopped there. We're in an hour. That's do you wanna, fine. Do you want to keep going? No, that's fine. I got notes for chapter five, but we can save it. It's a big ass we'll, chapter. We'll wrap it up. We'll we'll, we'll stop there. Yeah, we'll, we'll just tiptoe through Isaiah. I'm having fun with it. Yeah, he's fun. It's a it's I a. Like I mean, I guess there's. It's all right. It's a. Uh, I don't really. I never read these things anymore. I mean, I guess I thought Proverbs had some secular benefit. I guess is how I would say it. Okay. Uh, yeah. Whereas. Except for the point of view of trying to convince children to worship God and give money to the church, I don't really know what the benefit of this has been. It's interesting from the point of view of taking a critical eye on it to me. I don't know if it's interesting to the listener, but uh, interesting to me. But I, you know, I don't. As far as the whole like, you could read any part of the Bible and and take something Learn away something. that's gonna that's gonna bring you closer to a personal relationship with God. I'm like, I don't know. I, I, I'm 
I am a little bit tired of the misogyny, to be honest. It's a little bit thick at this point. After Solomon, you know, you kind of always could infer it. You know, like, even prior to Solomon, there was always like, well, you know, uh, a man is the head of the household and, and her, the good woman works in the field. And there's a lot of, like, closeted misogyny, like blaming women for fucking up Eden and blaming a woman for, uh, God, not jo- uh Wait, which one? We, we, we called him Joshua. Which one was the best son of Jacob? Uh... The one that became Grand Vizier. Was it oh, also jo- uh, Joseph? Joseph, yeah. All right, I, I couldn't remember the name, but like the whole like Joseph gets uh, accused of rape by um, you know Potiphar's uh, wife. What's her face? Yeah, by the by Potiphar's wife. Yeah. So th- there's a lot of huh? I said unnamed woman. Yeah. <laughs> the Bible is awful at the Bechdel test, right? <laughs> but the point is, is like there's always been that kind of slow burn, kind of general misogyny, blaming women for all the problems, and you know talking about. It. And then by the time you get here, you can tell they've been drinking the Kool Aid too long, and now they're just straight up like, yeah, you know what the problem is, you know, like you know why are all our men dying? Bitches, bitches, yeah. bitches, bitches. We got to get rid of them. Yeah, we need a final solution. If I ever see a haughty woman, you know, like a really uppity woman, I just want to take a rock and hit her over the head, you know. And I think the Bible would agree with you on that. I mean, this is sort of arguing for the benefit of uh, honor killings, if you think about yep. it. It's in there. Yeah, Not it's... sort of. <laughs> you fucking invented it. Kind of it. overtly, yeah. Like, this was before guys. it was cool. Like, if you wanted to do good for Israel, all those women who jingle and cling and have pretty things on their legs, kill them. Yeah. It's hard to be seen and not heard when you're wearing fucking jingly-ass jingle bells all over your shit. <laughs> that's that's fact. That's fact. Yeah. Um, all right. Anything? Any other thoughts about that? That was a good little recap. Yeah, that's fucking... That, that's enough. That's enough of Isaiah. Okay. Well, that is going to be a wrap on chapter 140... Episode 146. Chapter 4 of Isaiah. Um, if you don't already, you can... So you can't follow us on any socials. We're still working on that. We're still banned. It's in the books. We'll be on. Uh, but you can send us an email, a revelations podcast at gmail.com. Would love an email from our, you know, if you want to, if you want to screech at us like a woman over us taking so long to put out a new episode, send us an email. Yeah, send us an email. Yell at us. Make a YouTube video about us. Right. Uh, uh, death threats. Death threats. You could, I don't know, kill your wife or something. I don't. Oh yeah, do that. Like carve a rev- <laughs> oh no, oh no, <laughs> revelations on the torso. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, it would be pretty wild to inspire a serial killer. That would be that. That would that would. I I can only imagine the pride Jodie Foster felt. 